Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. John, I think we have a very timely show lined up here for the day. You know, we're going to start off here talking about Black Friday shopping. It's it's here. It's here. I mean, got to right? start prepping. We got to start prepping. You got to start gearing up for this. You know, I mean, us guys, we don't like shopping, but we like buying things. Mm-hmm. And Black Friday is the time to do it and get it cheap. So uh, we're going to talk about how to do that and how to do it from the comfort of your own living That's room. That's right. The technology is pretty amazing, but you got to do some planning. Absolutely. You got to understand the ins and the outs. And we're going to follow that up with a uh, discussion on dividend stocks, the pros and the cons of dividend stocks. We talked to uh, folks out there that um, sometimes want to put all of their money in dividend stocks because it's um, a consistent yield and but there are some risks, and we're going to dive into that topic and um, take a look at whether or not dividend stocks are good in your portfolio. Yeah, that's an important topic and a big misconception by a lot of people, so that's a great one to talk about. By the way, I am Steve Marbert. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro with over 20 years' experience providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis, also a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro. I have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 25 years. And we're excited to have you listening to us today on our weekly show. We are exclusively up every Friday afternoon um, right off our website. Yeah, website is moneymd.net. You can go out there and check out our podcast, which, hey, we've been doing the podcast for four years now. Yeah, we have over 200 podcasts that are up on our website, through our website, through Podbean. And uh, that's amazing. That's a lot of shows, John. It is a lot of shows, a lot of topics. A lot of information in those podcasts. Podcasts. So, you know, if you go search through our 200 podcasts, you could pretty much find us talking about just about everything. That's right. And if you do in the November ones, you'll be talking about football. Probably. Sometimes. Probably talking about football, you know. So four years doing pod podcasts. Yeah. That's pretty good. We're we're happy to be in, in doing this in the educational side of the of the business. Yeah, I mean it's it's really invaluable education that we, we love to dispense. We love to give out information about all the things that you would like to know about and that are helpful for you for planning for your future. And uh, it's all right there on the podcast. So do check out all our shows, all 200 of them. That's that right. Out there on the website. <laughs> it take you a little while to listen to them. But we also have a Facebook page. We um, post some really good videos out there. Um, uh, Josh did one last week, which was uh, hilarious. And uh, Sarah, um, one of our ladies in the office, is going to be doing it this week as well. So go check out Facebook as well. They're fun. Yeah, and she does a great job. She that does. It's going to be really fun. Speaking of which, we're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week. Yeah, believe it or not, um, we don't talk about Susie Orman too much, but this came from Susie Orman. I like it. Um, and she was reporting that a uh, recent T. Rowe Price study, a survey, showed that 68% of parents believe that their kid's college is more important and a higher priority than saving for their own retirement. And unfortunately, that's the wrong answer. That is the wrong answer. That's that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, just because ret- college may come sooner than retirement, that doesn't mean it's a higher priority. That's right. I mean, you can get a loan for college. You can't get a loan for retirement. Exactly. I mean, that's the bottom line on all this. And so both of them are certainly important, but you got to make sure that you've got that bucket um, for retirement taken care of, and then you can move on 
to the college. If you think about Dave Ramsey's um, you know process and system, baby step four is co- is uh, retirement. Baby step five is when you go and start working on the the college piece of this. And it doesn't mean your retirement has to be totally funded. It just means no. you have to be on track. That's you have right. to do some planning. Right. You have to know that you know you're saving fifteen percent for co- for retirement or whatever percentage is necessary for you to be on track by the date you want to retire. Then you can focus on college. So great financial fact of the week. All right, and that leads up to our first topic, and that is Black Friday shopping done right. It's the way right I, around the corner. The way I like to do it, John. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and we're not trying to encourage you to go over shop this holiday <laughs> season. Don't get us wrong, but, you know, if you're going to shop, you need to make sure you're getting the amazing deals that are out there this time of year. And, of course, we're right on the brink of the biggest shopping day of the year next next week, um, you know, here in the home stretch for Christmas. And um, so the question is, do you trudge out there at 4 a.m., hit the big box stores in the cold and fight the maddening crowd? <laughs> or do you do you try your luck snatching one of the greatest deals seconds before millions of others push the button online on Cyber Monday? Yeah, neither. Neither. Is neither. The this exactly. is what you do. You got to get some of these apps. We're going to go through a whole list here. Put them on your smartphone. Um, you know, and do all your shopping on Thursday and Friday from the comfort of your, your lazy boy. Now they've, they've moved a lot of the shopping into Thanksgiving in a lot of cases, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. It starts Thanksgiving day for most, most of these. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there, there are some terrific apps, um, for buying, you know, new TVs or leather jackets and uh, some of those deals are going to be running the entire week. So, you know, forget the idea of missing breakfast and finding those crowds, uh, at Walmart and Target. Um, that's only for those non- tech savvy people that like competitive shopping. And there are some people that are tech savvy that still do that competitive shopping <laughs> true. because they're competitive. <laughs> that's true. And that's true. <laughs> they get a thrill and a rush out of it. Yeah. If you enjoy that, by all means, go, go for it. get into it. You know, but if you're, if you're one of those guys out there like us listening, you know, most guys don't really enjoy the shopping experience, but we do like buying things. Yes. Right. We do like buying and we love getting a great deal when we do buy something. So this is the way to do it. You know, the computer and smartphone apps are the way to get the real deals. And these apps can search all of the ads in the stores in seconds. And the ads are already available on these apps. So I looked at some of them, in fact, um, coming out next Thursday. And I feel like I got robbed on some of my recent purchases, you know. <laughs> and when you look at some of these deals out here, like, how about this one? $179 for 50-inch LED Ultra HD 4K TV, including Roco, <laughs> built into the TV. It's a sharp TV. Only $179. That's a deal. For 50 inch. I mean, that's, that's a deal. That's a deal. That's coming out. You know, and there's an Apple iPad Mini for $274. Both of those are at Best Buy. They'll be available at 5 p.m. on Thursday. Mm. So that's a good one. One more for you here is a Vizio 60 inch. Ultra HD TV. I wish I could fit that in my cabinet. <laughs> you know, that's for $499 at Dell.com. That'll be available at 4 p.m. on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. So, uh, yeah, the electronic deals are crazy good in, during the Black Friday thing. That's really where the, the fantastic deals are on electronics. Yeah, I remember about 10 years ago, my son Josh and I, we hit the Best Buy at like 5 a.m. to get the, a great deal on a new computer. And uh, we were maybe 50th in line, 
you know, um, it was crazy how many people were standing in the dark, in the cold, to be the first in the short store. And it was a great memory, but, and we did get a great deal on the computer and saved a few hundred bucks, but I can't imagine doing that today. I mean, there are just too many better ways to do it nowadays. You've checked that box. I have checked that <laughs> box. So, I mean, so here are some of the apps that will change the way you shop Black Friday forever. Yeah, the first one here on the list, Steve, is it's called TGI Black Friday. It's by it, it, it Chatcher. How do you say that? Something like that. Just yeah. look up TGI Black TGI Friday. TGI Black Friday. It's, it's a well-organized app. It deals with uh, products in the stores. Um, you can also create a personalized shopping list by adding um, to deals to the My List, uh, which is great if you want to look at certain items during the shopping excursion. The app's uh, easy to use. It's a pleasure to look at and uh, can also share, share some of your favorite deals via email, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. So TGI Black Friday. Yeah, I looked it up yesterday. All the all the uh, Black Friday ads are already on there. You can wow. see all of them. You can and see everything. Is going, everything at Walmart, you can see it right now, what's going to be coming out in the paper, um, the ads on there. So it's very cool. There's also Black Friday by Fat Wallet, which is another one. And this app has the complete Black Friday sales ads for hundreds of stores. Look at that one, too, and they're already out there. Um, just just like what it looks, you know, when you pull up them out of the local paper, they're right there, um, kind of in PDF-looking format there on the app. And you can simply page through them. You can zoom in on whatever you like. You can search them. You know, Fat Wallet has given their Black Friday app a major facelift in recent years, um, better product image, more sorting options uh, that were just added. So there's lots more stores than previous years. So you can search a lot of stores through that app. It's a great app. Another one out there is called Black Friday by Bivia. Um, Bivia is an ideal app to have as your companion if you're going out in the stores on Black Friday. You can browse deals by whether they're Black Friday deals or online deals or local deals. You can even browse them by categories and stores or search the specific deal. You can add deals to your shopping list <clears throat> or create a shopping alert to be notified when the personal deals um, come up that are catered to you. Um, there's even a scanner included in the app that allows you to find the best price for the product you have in your hand. That's neat. I and like that's that. pretty cool. <clears throat> so if you're out you know, in the store, you want to make sure you have that one on your phone. And there's another one called, uh, these are getting into kind of more of the generic apps that are really good to use for Black Friday. One of them is called Flip, F-L-I-P-P. It's a all-in-one flyer coupon savings tracker for your smartphone. You know, whether it's for coming Black Friday madness or just another weekly visit to the supermarket, Flip helps guide you through every step of the way. Flip has new added features that enable you to easily add coupons from various stores, circulars, you know, print them by, uh, by email. And uh, that way you can plan your entire Black Friday invasion right from your smartphone. <laughs> A lot of technology here. Another one here is, is pretty cool. It's called Slick Deals. And um, imagine having your own army of deal hunters out there. Um, this is actually powered by more than 2 million members. So Slick Deals is, is that very army. It offers a host of features that enable you to uh, kind of on the fly, Black Monday or even Cyber, excuse me, Black Friday or Cyber Monday uh, to do your shopping. Not only do the members post the very best deals they find, 
but slick deals also let you monitor for on the spot deals that quickly go out of stock. So, you know, you can, you can also set it if something um, that you're looking for uh, is posted by another member, it can track it for you as well. So slick deals is another technology. That app. sounds really slick. John. Yes, it does. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like gas buddy where all the users mm-hmm. are posting the prices, updating it immediately. That's powerful. That's pretty powerful when you get, you know, two million people out there using it on Thursday. You'll know exactly where the deals are in the stores when you go out. Another one here is called Deal News. Um, So rather than scouring the web for the best deals, Deal News has an obsessive team of deal experts that look for the best prices on the best brands. And then they publish 300 best deals and coupons, in some cases freebies, to their Deal News app. And it's not just high-tech toys like tablets or laptops, but also apparel, home decor, items, and a lot more stuff. So along with letting you, you know, pursue the list of regularly updated deals, this free app also alerts you so that you can instantly be notified when something uh, you like goes on sale. So that's a great app as well. Um, of course, you don't want to forget the major retailer apps out there. Um, they all have great apps now. They've gotten very tech-savvy tech with with great apps that go on your phone. You'll want to use those um, so you can see the deals in their store the second they're available, and you can get them right off of the app like you know Walmart. <clears throat> um, there's Amazon, Best Buy, Target. They all have terrific apps. So if you regularly shop at those stores, you want to have their app on your phone as well um you know if you never never um i would never head out this store before checking out the deals online mm-hmm. on the apps mm-hmm. first sure. it really is a great way to go yeah and a couple other tips i like this one a lot you know shop online you got to know when the big sale starts you mentioned earlier some of these deals start you know thursday at four some of them thursday at five on on thanksgiving day but have that item that you want in your online shopping cart um, so when you, when you log in, you know, it's at five o'clock, you can hit that, that enter button and beat the other, you know, thousands and thousands of people that are trying to get that. So if you go ahead and shop and do some, you know, pre-planning on this, you'll have a better chance of getting that deal. Cause they are, there are limited quantities, right? Yeah. They, they don't put everything exactly. on sale for all day. It's, it's a limited amount. So, so you can go ahead and put it in your shopping cart. And then the second the deal comes open, yep. then the price is going to change and you hit buy. That's right. So you're, you're ready, ready to go. I you're like ready it. to go. I like it. Yeah, and focus on consumer electronics first, they say. The experts say that on Black Friday, uh, electronics um, have a majority of the deals that are out there at the best prices of the year. You probably only need to compare prices at like Amazon and Walmart to likely get the best possible buys. So before making a purchase on Black Friday, check to see whether Amazon or Walmart has the same price. Each retailer has been watching competitors' prices in real time. They're making extremely rapid, um, unannounced price changes on their site, on the fly. Um, it's happening so fast that, you know, even the showroom mobile apps are having trouble <laughs> keeping up to date. So it happens really fast. So if you don't get the deal on the site you're looking at, then check out Amazon, Walmart. They may have the exact same product for the same price. So that's another one for you to take away. So um, so the things to keep in mind here are, you know, don't dare hit the stores on Friday without first downloading a couple of the Black Friday apps so you can intelligently find the deals that you're looking for. 
And unless you just simply, you know, like the crazy shopping frenzy out there on Black Friday, do your shopping from the comfort of your home. You know, don't waste your time driving around to the stores. The best deals all start online Thursday afternoon. And of course, most of all, you know, have a budget for all your holiday gifts. Don't let the fun of shopping blow the budget and ruin your January. Yeah, So good tips. There you go. That's Black Friday shopping done right. And that leads us up here to our question of the week. Yeah, this question has to do with consolidation of loans. Um, this gentleman uh, spoke with us last week. Um, and, you know, we st- we do a lot of uh, community work, um, folks that um, are struggling with their finances. So we, we help folks in difficult situations. And this person has um, a lot of credit card balances, very high interest charges. And the question was, is should I consolidate these loans into one payment um, to, to make my payment lower? And I mean, the answer is you can certainly do that, but it doesn't change the behavior. And what we see is the behavior typically is the issue, um, you know, and and consolidating it can certainly, you know, help you out with the interest rate and get you a lower payment, but it doesn't fix the problem. I'd say it actually works counterproductive to the problem. Because what it does is all of a sudden all these cards are cleaned off. And now you have this one consolidated home equity loan or wherever you've put it, put the loan. And now in your mind, psychologically, it kind of frees up the credit on mm-hmm. these cards. Mm-hmm. And psychologically, whatever got you in that situation, psychologically, I think actually, actually causes you to want to spend more. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. you're better off, you know, you're better off feeling the pressure of having all those cards filled up. And and then just following Dave's snowball, yep, and debt snowball. Tack, the debt snowball, tack on the smallest one first, and then keep snowballing that payment into the next card. And forget about the math of saving a couple percent in interest. If it was all about math, you wouldn't be in that situation in the first place, this right? This is true. So, <laughs> great question yeah. of the week. All right, and that leads up to our next topic here, and that is the pros and cons of dividend stocks. Do you want to invest in dividend stocks for income? We hear we hear that a lot. Yeah, we do. We do. This this is, comes from Tom Sidings from U.S. Uh, News uh, World Report, and, and we do hear that, Steve. A lot of investors um, in this low interest rate environment they're they're turning to high dividend stocks to give them some income in you know in their retirement years. And it's certainly true that dividend stocks can be good investments. They provide current income and uh, you know, the promise of capital gains, assuming the stocks increase in price. But even dividend stocks expose investors to some risk. And we're going to dive into that a little bit. We're going to look at the pros and cons of investing in dividend stocks. And, you know, you can see if they fit your portfolio. Um, you know, in some cases, maybe they do. In some cases, maybe not. Absolutely. Yeah. And the first pro that we, we hear a lot or the kind of the obvious reason that people own dividend stocks is that they pay shareholders real money in real time. They pay out a nice, consistent dividend. You don't have to wait for some promised new product to prove itself out in the marketplace and then presumably drive the stock price higher. Um, dividend stocks, they pay you typically every three months, rain or shine, you know, in a utility company like Southern Company will, you know, spit out a 4.4% dividend every year. A lot of years, it's, it's pretty consistent in that ballpark. You know, a telephone company like AT&T might ring up uh, 5.7% in dividend. And even the O-line drug companies like Merck can squirt out a uh, 3.4% dividend yield. Yeah, squirt these, out, yeah. Yeah, these uh, <laughs> analogies are killing me. Yeah. Uh, and so puns, if you will. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot better than, you know, a bank CD that's paying less than 1%. Now, obviously, these dividends are not guaranteed, and they can change, mm-hmm. so they're not as secure as people kind of think. Yeah, that's right, and we'll talk about that here. We've got some examples um, coming up here in a minute. But uh, so, you know, the pro is they have good yields, um, the ones that we're talking about here. The con is, you know, a bank savings account is insured by the government. Uh, there's no law that says a company can't reduce or even eliminate its dividend uh, dividend payments are distributions of companies' profits that go back to shareholders. So if the profits go down, then the dividends are likely going to go down as well. And, you know, we saw that back in the early to mid-2000s. Banks had, you know, really fat dividends, but they had to cut them drastically when the financial markets fell. Um, you know, according to Fidelity, on average during the past two decades, about 9% of the stocks with the highest yields were cut or suspended um, and in 2009, you know, during the Great Recession, that, that number reached 40%. So, wow. you know, during difficult times, you're going to have companies that are going to turn that faucet off. So they're not guaranteed, like you said. They're also not insured by the government. So that's one of the cons. Another pro here, Steve, is companies do occasionally reduce dividends. Um, but it's actually more common for companies to increase them uh, based on what we see in history. For example, Chevron... Um, paid about a 68% dividend at the end of 2009, and that was increased to about a dollar by the end of 2013. And in fact, in 2017, there's been about 40 companies in the S&P 500 that have raised their dividends. So we do see, particularly when markets are doing well and the economy is doing well, dividends do you know increase consistently. Exactly. That's a nice component of your return. You know, it the is. S&P 500 averages about 2% dividend just for the whole S&P 500. Right. So it's an so important component it is. of it a is. diversified portfolio. And if you buy a mutual fund like the S&P 500, you get those dividends you get those on dividends. all those stocks. So you get a lot of dividends just by owning a diversified portfolio. Yeah, a con, though, for these dividends is the companies that pay these generous dividends they're concentrated in a few sectors, typically, like utilities, financials, the old line industrial businesses. Yeah, I mean, these stocks don't provide adequate diversification for the typical investor. Um, the majority of faster growing small company stocks, for instance, they don't pay any dividend at all. And many of the high tech stocks don't pay dividends either. So by focusing on these dividend, high dividends paying stocks, you're going to miss out on some of the huge gains from, you know, the next big tech company from Silicon Valley or, you know, a miracle cure for, uh, you know, a disease or something from a biotech company or a new trend in the hot retailer. You know, emerging markets and small company stocks also historically have given a lot higher returns. So you're going to miss out on all of that if you just focus on the sectors that pay high dividends. Yeah, you're going to be you're not going to be properly diversified. Exactly. What it no, down nowhere to. close. So, um, so that is a that is a big con. That is a big piece of uh, why doing individual stocks may not be right for your portfolio. Um, a, a pro here, Steve, is overtime dividend paying stocks have shown to provide returns that are comparable to the market as a whole, and they produce those results with um, with less volatility. In other words, dividend stocks historically are, are a little bit safer than some of the stocks because they are some of the, the larger industrials and, and uh, slower moving companies, if you will. Um, dividend stocks usually lag on the way up, so they're not increasing as much, but they also tend to hold up better when the market goes down. Now, that's not always the case. In 2008, right. GE was down about 53% 
and Bank of America was down 60%. So, uh, you know, you can't can't have a broad brush on that. There are going to be situations and instances, even with, you know, very strong companies, um, their their principle is going to drop significantly. So you got to be careful that, you know, you're putting your money in the Procter & Gamble's and the AT&T's. They're going to have some fluctuation periodically. Absolutely, yeah. If you're going to do it, you want to make sure you're as diversified as you can possibly be. Yeah, that's right. So a con here, Steve, is um, investors cannot regard dividend-paying stocks as a substitute for bonds. And that's what we hear. That's one of the arguments is, is hey, it's giving me 4 or 5%. No. Um, you know, bonds themselves are not risk-free, but dividend stocks pose a much greater risk than high-quality bonds, especially high-quality short-term bonds. Uh, you know, dividend stocks can certainly go down, and um, they will if a bear market, you know, comes on to, to Wall Street. But, you know, we just talked about GE. I mean, Steve, this year they're down 30-plus percent, and they cut their dividend for only the second time since the Great Depression. Wow. I mean, think about that. So GE, yeah. so the S&P 500 has done very well this year. It's up double digits. And GE, who's been a kind of a stall, stalwart in, in uh, the Dow, has been there you know, for over 100 years, down 30% this year. So, And they've cut their dividend as well. So you got to be careful with individual dividend-paying stocks. They're not safe as a lot of people want to believe they are. Exactly. And you can get a lot of those same dividends through a diversified portfolio, as we mentioned. Yeah, the last pro here are dividends are do tend to be more tax efficient than bonds are or other um, ordinary income that might be kicked out from a portfolio because they're often taxed at a lower rate. You know, people in lower tax brackets pay no federal income tax on qualified dividends. And for individuals in an income tax bracket below the 35%, um, qualified dividends are taxed at only 15%. So, you know, although there's no guarantee, this there is tax-favored treatment for qualified dividends. So that's definitely a bonus for dividend investors. But on the flip side, you know, it's uh, you get the same thing from long-term capital gains. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also taxed. All of that is long-term is taxed at a, the same low rate as a qualified dividend. And you can get those dividends in a diversified portfolio. So we definitely would not recommend you focus on dividend-paying stocks only. Yeah, bottom line is mutual funds, you get dividends from those. You're better diversified. Uh, time's shown that a diversified portfolio gives you a reasonable chance at hitting your goals. Um, you know, if the markets perform well, and obviously, you know, Steve, we're talking about performance of, you know, stocks here. There's no guarantee of that in the future. We want to make sure we, we talk about that. But, you know, we do believe in diversification, mutual funds, for most people out there, works pretty well. When you start getting into individual stocks, you increase the risk. Exactly. All right. And that leads us up here to the prescription of the week. Yeah. So Sarah, I think I mentioned this on the on the intro here. Sarah is going to be doing our uh, prescription of the week on Facebook um, this week. So it's uh, really looking at you know the meals that are delivered. Is that a good deal? Uh, I know Tammy and I have tried those um, empty nesters now, and yeah. uh, the portions are good. The, all the ingredients are there. It's very, very convenient. The flavor is fantastic. I mean, Tammy's a good hmm. cook, yeah. um, but different combinations of things we've never tried before. So we've really enjoyed it. It is a little bit more expensive because you're paying for convenience. They right? mail into your house, or they how's do. it delivered? They mail it to you in a in a box, um, you know, okay. and they, it comes with um, uh, all the the cold stuff, you know, taken care of. So. Um, it is a, it is a convenience. It's cheaper than eating out, but it's more expensive than going to the grocery store and buying the the individual items yourself. But 
it's 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 fun. Tammy, yeah. you know, and she and I have cooked together with it, and it's a it's a neat experience. So, prescription of the week is you know from a convenience standpoint, it is cheaper than eating out, but you need to make sure it hits your budget. Not cheaper than eating out, it's a cheap place, probably comparable to that. It's more like it would not it would be cheaper than eating out at a nice nice type, restaurant, right? Nicer type restaurant, right? And this is like blue, isn't there like blue apron? Blue apron. Yep. apron is one of those. That's right. Yeah, they do that. I'll give you an alternative to this though, as a prescription of the week. Sometimes what we do is we'll go to Kathy. We'll go to Costco. I think it's one of the places that have the packaged kind of packaged meals mm-hmm. um, where everything is is fresh, but it is packaged up. You know, everything you would need to create this meal is there together. And she'll buy that, and those really are excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have excellent. I don't know. I haven't. We, we shop at Sam's. Yeah. So, so I wonder this, if Sam's has that. I think well, Costco that has that. She'll buy it, and it's a prepackaged meal, basically, and it's a nice, you know, gourmet-type meal, but everything is kind of all together, and it's very convenient, and you just pick it up, and it has the noodles, has the pasta, has everything go. in there, the sauce, everything, and you just simply, you know, it's a little bit of work, but you don't have to cut everything up. Everything's already right, cut up. Right. Everything's prepared. You just mix it together, <clears throat> throw it in the pot, and, you know, fry it up, stew it up, cook it, whatever it is. Does she do that for her cookies? I uh, no, no, no. She does her cookies from scratch. She so, needs uh, to. She needs to package that up and sell it. You there know. you go. Yeah, those are good. She's a good cookie maker. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, well, that brings us to a close for this week's edition of Money MD. Do tune in next week to hear more prescriptions for your financial health, and do check us out on our website, MoneyMD.net. Email us your questions at info at MoneyMD.net, or give us a call at Richard Young Associates at seven zero six seven three nine. 0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Have a good one. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor. 